0: Hello there, Ash Kickers, and welcome to episode 5 of the Kick Ash Smoke Free podcast, the title of which is Week 2 The Carlton and the Soul Flame. Please follow me on social media, subscribe to the channel, give me a thumbs up or a rating, and most importantly, share the podcast with any friends who could benefit from hearing it. You're also more than welcome to join the Kick Ash Smoke Free support group on Facebook, and any feedback that you may have about the podcast will always be welcomed. Over the past few weeks I've explained what my motivations are for going smoke-free, my methods and experiences, I've also spoken with other people about their smoke-free journey. The aim of this podcast is to help people to realise that not smoking will have a positive impact on their life, and more importantly, that it is possible. All of it. It might not be easy, but there are a number of options available to you to help you achieve a smoke-free life. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention something in previous podcasts. Well, I've not gone into it in enough detail. I met with a smoking cessation advisor on the Friday before my quit. In the UK, the NHS offer a smoke-free advisory service, and if you are based in the UK, I'd strongly recommend seeking these out. Just look in a browser and search smoke-free NHS, and all the information is available to you service makes trained cessation advisors available to those wanting to stop and give them the opportunity to get nicotine replacement therapies just for the cost of a prescription. I had already arranged to meet with a cessation advisor at the local pharmacy on the Monday of my second week. During the first appointment on the Friday before I quit, when I was smoking, I should have asked the advisors to take a CO2 reading. This is done by breathing into a machine similar to a drive breathalyzer the machine then calculates the amount of co2 in your body smokers will blow a high level of co2 parts per million I don't know the figure but a non-smoker will blow between zero and four parts co2 per million in non-smoking adults there could still be its co2 present as a result of everyday pollution entering the lungs ask the advisor Confident that I had not smoked a puff for the whole week previous if I could breathe into the machine I did so and Boom the reading was two parts per million Already in just one week. i had reached another level Similar to a non-smoker According to the NHS the milestones achieved in the second week are as follows on top of what I'd already Experienced senses of taste and smell improve and breathing becomes easier during the second week i experienced my first real craving which to test my resolve. The lozenges, patches and running could not really touch the gremlin screaming at me. I posted on the Facebook support group and someone offered the response, do the Carlton. Now the Carlton was one of my more jokey posts submitted to help people struggling with a craving. I'm a big fan of distracting people when they might be having a hard time and and their little gremlin is screaming in their face. I'd uh, concocted the Carlton technique which is as follows. There's a video, a YouTube video of the character Carlton from the Fresh Prince of L.A. doing his Tom Jones dance. In preparation for the Carlton, you should preload this on your computer. The link to the video is in the description. Step 1. Recognise that you are experiencing an urge or craving. Step 2. Stand up and ask yourself, Do I want a cigarette? If the answer is no, then well done, you have beaten your craving. If the answer is yes, then watch the video. Step 3. Repeat step 2 until the answer is no. Just reading the posts of support that I had received was a massive help to me beating the craving. There's very little detail for me to go into apart from the one craving. I can't tell you what triggered me. It was just one of those things. But the reason why I couldn't give you much detail is because everything was going so well. I would arranged for my third cessation appointment for the start of week three. And we'll touch on that as we get there. I would already started to reduce the number of lozenges that I was taking. I wanted a drop to the weaker patch. Weeks one and two Had been an absolute doddle. Week three, however, was a massive challenge for me. Three milestones that had tripped other people up in the support group. Day three had been a breeze. Week three was very difficult. So that's week two. Over and done with. Like I said, there's not much more detail I can go into. I want to talk to you about something else, though. I want to talk about something I dreamt up earlier on today I'm gonna call it i I'm gonna call it the soul flame now you may be aware of a thing called the fire triangle now the fire triangle shows you what three components allow a fire to start and to thrive these three elements are oxygen fuel and heat if you remove any one of those elements then it will extinguish the fire Now, think of the song Candle in the Wind by Elton John and My My Hey Hey by uh, Neil Young. In those songs, both singers compare someone's life with a flame. And there's probably tons of other ones that I can't think of. Neil Young uses the line It's better to burn out than fade away. A line that was unfortunately used in the suicide note of Kurt Cobain. Elton John says that Marilyn Monroe's candle burned out long before, the legend never will. If we were to compare someone's life force with a fire triangle, we wouldn't even need to change the elements too much. Rather than oxygen, fuel and heat, we could replace it with oxygen, fuel and support. If you remove any of these three components, then it can have a massive impact on someone's mental well-being. If someone does not have the support of family or friends, then they will struggle mentally and emotionally. Likewise, if you were to remove what fuels the motivations of a person, whether it is the actual fuel, like the type of foods that someone eats, or even the passions or factors that drive people to achieve their goals. If you were to remove these fuels, again, it would impact on their mental or emotional health. Finally there's oxygen. This time there's nothing cryptic, just talking about simple oxygen. We need this not only to breathe, but to ensure that the body operates efficiently. Oxygenated blood throws through the body easier and ensures that any injuries or abnormalities are healed quicker. Most importantly, the blood carries oxygen to the brain, and this can have a huge impact on someone's mental health. And the worst part of it, that you don't even know that this is happening recently I've been diagnosed with a lung condition called pulmonary sarcoidosis which affects the function of the lungs lymph nodes show up and grow in the lungs from my understanding, understand the experts don't really understand what the causes of this are but they're confident it's not the result of smoking the condition once fully diagnosed is easily treated with a course of steroids When I was diagnosed, the doctor asked about my mental well-being. Now, this affected me profoundly. Firstly, he asked, Yeah, but how are you? My response was, "Uh, Yeah, I'm fine. And then he asked, But really, how are you? I felt like he punched me in the throat. I couldn't really talk properly, and I said, "I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. And he asked me a third time, I started to cry for some reason, I didn't know why, it was just nice to being asked about how I was and everything that was going on in my life. He saw that I was emotionally disturbed by what was going on and he reassured me the reason why I was having these feelings was not because of anything wrong with me, it was the condition that was infected my brain. Essentially, because my lungs were not working efficiently. I was getting less oxygen to my brain, which was causing negative thoughts or feelings of not fitting in or low self-worth to manifest in my brain. And in Bristol, we're very lucky in that there's actually a psychology unit based within the hospital that I was attending solely for people with respiratory problems. I just want to sort of emphasize that this condition is not seemingly not um, that serious. If it's left untreated I might get some scarring on the lungs but I think we've caught it nice and quickly and it'll be sorted, no problems, I'm happy and confident that it'll be sorted. Now just to re-emphasize what the doctor told me, this condition has occurred through no fault of my own, it's just one of those things. and was probably not caused by my not smoking, the thinking is that it could be an untreated chest infection or something along those lines. To bring this back to smoking, when we smoke, we fill our lungs with so many chemicals and tar and whatever. Smoking makes us cough and choke and we can't run or even walk sometimes without losing our breath. Smoking affects our ability to oxygenate our blood and our brain. Personally, I believe that one reason why we don't think that we can quit is due to the lack of oxygen getting to our brain. In turn, this infects our minds with negative feelings and thoughts. When we decide to go smoke-free, it takes a while for our body and mind to readjust. Whilst we may have beaten the chemical addiction within three days, the mental and emotional impacts that our smoking has had in our life may take a while to adjust to. We need this oxygen to keep our fire burning inside. We also need the support of others and the fuel to keep our fire burning. Whether you think that this is the fire of the soul or a spiritual fire, or whether you think that this might just be a bunch of hogwash, it is my opinion and I think it might have some legs. Please make sure that you have all of the components in the right quantities to make sure that your fire burns slowly, but not too quickly. This is a flame that we don't want to extinguish anytime soon. Please follow me on social media. The links are in the programme description. And like, share, and subscribe to this podcast to help me to help other people with their smoke free journey. Most importantly, stay strong, stay positive, and stay smoke free. Next week, I will present a conversation that I had with one of the Kick Ash members of the support group, who is a phenomenal lady called Kristen, um, who's not far ahead of me in her smoke-free journey. Um, it's a long conversation that we had and very, I think, informative and hopefully entertaining. Can't wait to share it with you. I hope to have that ready for this time next week.